0: going to launch your new course and you know you have a winning idea, but the truth is you never know for sure until someone is willing to pull out their wallet and pay you. In today's episode, you're going to learn how you can get paid for your digital product before you create it. Hi, I'm Liz Stapleton and welcome to the Blogger Breakthrough Podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing course creation gold shared with us by Gemma Bonham Carter during the 2021 Blogger Breakthrough Summit. If you want to be able to listen to her entire 2021 summit session, be sure to listen to the end of the episode to find out how you can do that. Let's dig in. How, if you haven't created the course, how do you sell it? Like, like (laughs) let's start there kind of as an overview. and We'll dive deeper into kind of the details, but like, how do you sell something that doesn't exist? Yeah, so that's it. So
1: let's like, I'll zoom out for a sec before. I'm sure we can get into like more specific strategies, but the idea behind what we like to call Mm pre-selling is that it's all well and good to think, okay, I'm going to go create a course about this thing that I really love talking about and teaching. But you don't actually know if people are going to be interested in paying to learn about that thing. You might think it's the best idea in the world. Your audience might have zero interest. And sometimes it's hard for us to really be in the shoes of our audience and really understand where they're willing to part with dollars, right? And actually invest in a a course or a program. So the idea with pre-selling is that before you've gone and recorded videos and made workbooks and invested in an online course platform and all of those things, if you can do really proper validation of your idea in the form of pre-selling, you can feel so much more confident about now spending the time in creating that program. And so with market validation, like one of the things that a lot of people seem to do is they think, okay, I'm going to get beta testers and I'm going to p- get people to beta test my program. And that's all well and fine. And beta testers might give you some great testimonials or something like that, or point out some things that, you know, you might have missed yes, that you didn't
0: realize were there. Exactly.
1: But it's not true market validation unless somebody is paying money for that product, because anyone will be a beta tester. Like you're going to give me something for free. Beta
0: tester is a whole right. game.
1: Yeah, but if you can get people paying for that, for that program, then that's really, you're really then able to say, okay, I actually have something here. People are actually willing to pay money to learn about this topic. So let me go further and actually create this program. And so with pre-selling, you're going you're gonna to have crafted what I like to call an offer prototype. So you have your course offer All mapped out. You know exactly what each module and lesson would look like. You know the workbooks that are going with it. You know what bonuses would be included, how you're going to deliver it. All of that is mapped out ahead of time. But then you're you're not going and creating it. You've crafted that offer and then you're going to put it out to your audience and say, okay, here's what this is going to look like. Here's the sort of, you want to be realistic about the schedule. Like this is going to be a course that's dripped out over eight weeks so that you can stay on top of delivering the content in a way that's going to work for you. And you can kind of maybe be a week or two ahead so that you're not feeling too stressed. Um, and, 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 and launch it and, and do a launch and get people to you know, um, get your audience to do, whether that's like social media, via email marketing, using webinars, like whatever it might be, and have a sales page and get people to purchase knowing that the course starts on October 1st, November 1st, January 1st, whenever that start date is, and you actually run through it the first time with those founding students, Mm -hmm. almost like in a live way. Like you can pre-record all the stuff and drip it out, but but it's kind of like it's- Answering questions. Exactly. And that's really like the zoomed out version of why you want to pre-sell, because how good is it going to feel to get 10, 20, 30 students to pay you- to create that program that you kind of have an idea around. And then when you've come to the end of creation, you've gone through it with your first group of founding students. You've got some great testimonials there. Now you can package it up, launch it again, rinse and repeat your launch and just keep making sales over and over and over without having to go and create new lessons or new workbooks or whatever. Yeah. And
0: you might add a bonus here and there. Sure. But exactly. um, So from a timeline standpoint, how, far from sort of the end of your lunch or cart close, would you recommend the start date be? Probably I would say,
1: you know, give yourself a solid week or two to like recover from your launch before starting. And I wouldn't go any longer than three to four weeks out. Like yeah. I can't really see people They're not gonna wanting
0: be as up a month later. Yeah.
1: If you leave it too long, you're just losing that momentum. I also get worried that you might have some people maybe asking for a refund because you've kind of left it too long
0: and they're second guessing the investment. Yeah. So it might be like during your launch, once you get the first few sales, start working on lesson one so that you can get a little bit ahead. Totally. Okay. Got it. Okay. And actually I should say, because I get this question a lot,
1: people say, well, Gemma, what happens if I only sell like two spots? You know, do I have to then carry it out and deliver on it if I really didn't get the numbers I was hoping for? And there's a a couple of things to think about before we make a decision. One thing is like, well, how big is your audience? Like if you have an audience that's 5,000, 10,000 people and you made two sales, yeah, that conversion rate's bad. We're not going to go ahead and like see this through because it's just the idea hasn't been proven well enough, but if you have an audience of like 20 people on your email list and you got two sales, that's actually a really decent conversion rate. And you should like probably run with that. And then also concentrate on growing your audience and growing your email list. Right. And maybe do them in tandem. So to, if it was option a, where you have a big audience and you only made a couple sales, Honestly, it's not that big of a deal to just give people a refund and just say, you know, thank you so much for purchasing. I really appreciate it. Unfortunately, we didn't get the volume we were expecting for this round. Uh, so we are going to go ahead and give you a full refund. You could be extra nice and be like, here's a great, here's a, like an extra p- downloadable that we have. That we just wanted to send your way as a thank you. Yeah. You know, and just like kill them with kindness and nobody's going to care. Like you're the only one who feels any kind of way about that. They're going to be like, oh, okay,
0: well, yeah, next thing sort of the impression you leave with them is you're open and honest and you take care of your, your customers and your people. So when down the road, they're going to be purchasing with you again. Exactly. Okay, hopefully this episode has helped ease some of your anxiety of building your first or fifth digital product, and you will want to learn even more from Jim and Bonham Carter. You can get access to her entire session as well as all the other 2021 Summit sessions for just $19. Head to bloggerbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast deal to get access. Be sure to join me next time when we dive into the secrets of clickable versus savable pins with Carly Campbell.